welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. So what I'm going to attempt to do now is just talk about what the title is, Manifestations of Prophecy. Um, and basically what we mean by that is just the different ways in which prophecy can show up. And I just want to go through um, the, three di- the three different ways that I want to just look at now is, is the office of a prophet, the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy, just to hopefully bring a little bit of clarity. And I'm going to try and do it, it in a simple way as I possibly can. Office of a prophet. Um, like a prophet. Um, position of prophet. Yeah. Thank you, Rose. Um, just so, yeah, just so that we have a little bit of clarity when, you know, like, so, you know, how come we're learning this week that we don't prophesy like the Old Testament prophets did? Um, I want to just bring a bit of clarity as to, to why that is the case, okay? So if we look at, um, just briefly, the, the prophet prophets of the Old Testament um, as opposed to the prophets of the New Testament and there was a shift that took place in the New Testament I'm going to try and explain that Um, but we find if we read through the the Old Testament that when God wanted to say something to the people of Israel he would take an individual and speak to that individual and then that individual would pass on the message Um, and I guess it, it was because when, when the people of Israel were coming out of Egypt to go into the promised land, God showed up on the mountain, if you remember, and they, they, didn't, wanna, they didn't want that closeness. They said to Moses, you go talk to God. And so, so they, there was a distance there because the people were afraid. Um, and so God's kind of then throughout the Old Testament seemed to just his Holy Spirit would come on individuals and anoint them and then they would hear God and so there would be prophets of God or seers as often um, they're called in the Old Testament. But they were quite rare people. If you think of the thousands of people that are in Israel, you know, there would normally be one or two prophets at any given time. There were, you know, some that were contemporary with each other, like Haggai, Zachariah, were contemporaries, and um, prophets overlapped. So Daniel and um, and and so on. Daniel and Jeremiah kind of overlapped a little bit, and 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 so so there was a bit of an overlap, but there were individuals, and God anointed individuals to either lead or prophesy or do miracles or whatever. It wasn't the entire nation that got to participate. They just got to observe and hear or whatever what the person would say God said. But then we come to the New Testament and something really exciting happened on the day of Pentecost and actually Joel the prophet prophesied it. He said um, that the Holy Spirit would come and would be available to everyone. It says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see dreams and your old men will see visions. And, 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 and the prophecy goes on. And in the New Testament, on the day of Pentecost, that prophecy came true. Because what happened was, you know, well, when Christ returned back to heaven, he said, I'm going to send the Comforter. And then Holy Spirit came, but he didn't just come on one person or even two people or, or just the disciples. He became available to everyone who believes. And so everyone who, you know, is just like, I believe in, in Jesus. And then, then the Holy Spirit is available to actually, and, and, and he doesn't just, for some reason he decided not to just come on people anymore but he decided that that he would have people as his temple and he he resides in people and so so that just completely shifted the whole area of prophecy now sons and daughters can prophesy Peter quotes it um, in Acts 2. The Joel. But maybe I can look it up. There. Yeah, I, I haven't written it down on here. I should have done. Um, I will look it up later and I will let you know. Um, remind me to look it up. Unless you do it. Yeah, Joel's not a big, um, a big book. It's, it's one of the minor prophets, so it's quite small. Um, isn't it? It's a minor prophet. <laughs> so, so, so now prophecy is available to everyone. Um, and the shift has taken place. But there are still New Testament prophets. Okay, so there were Old Testament prophets. And, and basically that they, they would just give the message to the nation. And a lot of the prophecy in the Old Testament is, is warnings. It's like, you know what, you, you guys are turning away from God and, and you're coming out of the protection of God because of that. And therefore, this is going to happen. You know, the king of Babylon, the north is going to come down and take over or, or whatever. So, so there's, there's prophecies, a lot of the prophecies in the Old Testament were warnings. Um, a lot of the prophecies in the Old Testament were talking about Jesus himself and what, what was about to happen. You know, there's loads of prophecies about Jesus and, and they've, they've now been fulfilled. There are still prophecies in the Old Testament that haven't been fulfilled yet and we're living in the days of that. I mean, it's, I have, we haven't got time to, to go into all that, but that's quite an exciting thing to study and look into. You know, what did Daniel say about the end times? And, and you know, like we're we're pretty much walking in some of the things that Daniel um, prophesied back then. But I, want, I just want to look at New Testament prophets, though, um, now, because the, the role has shifted. And the, the role of the prophet, because not, not everyone who prophesies is a prophet, okay? And I think we, we need to, you know, even... The, the role of the prophet is this. In Ephesians 4, verse 13, 11 to 13, it says this. So Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service 
so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So Paul is saying here, right, God has raised some people up. Some of them will be apostles. Some will be prophets. Some will be evangelists, pastors and teachers. But he's raising them up not to be the only people that do that job, but to equip the saints to do the job, right? So he's like to equip the saints for works of service so that the body may be built up and and reach unity in the faith and the full measure of what Christ has got for for the church. So so Paul's saying, right, and, and prophet is part of that. The prophet is now there to equip the church and and the prophet will obviously prophesy they're often the people with like the the vision they're the ones that you know come along and they they share the vision for the church and 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 they're the ones that sort of like try and push the church forward and etc but part of their role is to release the prophetic within the church as well and to encourage a prophetic voice and to get the prophetic flowing. And prophets are, are people that are raised up by God. And, and it's, it's God that anoints them. It's God that, that, um, that calls them prophets. So, so it's not them that call themselves prophets, if that makes sense. Um, just because somebody says, I am a prophet and they can prophesy doesn't necessarily mean that they are a prophet. Um, a prophet, it will be obvious because it's going to be someone, yes, who can prophesy and prophesy with accuracy over you know, a period of, of time. So they're going to have a, a good um, track record in the prophetic. But they're, they're also going to have the heart of a father and the heart of someone who, or mother, if it's a female, um, but someone who wants to raise up the prophetic and, and get the prophetic flowing. And, and so it will become obvious who, who the prophets really are and, and, and what the prophet... You, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not sure I'm speaking very clearly. In, in many ways, yes, and, but people will recognise someone as a prophet. It will be clear, um, and and it's not someone that puts themselves on a pedestal. I would say Alan is, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, um, he he's someone that is highly gifted in the prophetic, and he he um, no, he doesn't, and and so he often a lot of. The, the direction in which Kingsway goes is because Arlen spends time talking to God and he gets vision and, and then he shares that vision with the leadership and then, then he's then released to share it with the church, etc. So, so yes, I would say that Alan is definitely a prophetic voice and a prophetic person within Kingsway. Um, and also he's very keen to release um, people into, into flowing with the Holy Spirit and, and getting people to pray um, words of knowledge and, and that sort of thing. So I don't know where, if you had session with him mm-hmm. yet. Okay, so but you'll have numbers of sessions with him where where you'll have practice and, and just flowing 
with Holy Spirit and the prophetic is all a part of that. Okay, it's, it's, it's all the prophetic voice. Okay. So, but, but he doesn't go around calling himself Prophet, prophet Allen. Okay. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being called Prophet Allen, but, but it's not about the title. I think that's where, what I'm trying to say and with you using that word, pom- what did you say? Pomposity. That's a big word, that. Yeah. Pompous. He's like, there's no sort of like, hey, look at me, I'm a prophet. It shouldn't be like that. That's kind of the wrong attitude. It's not really, well, it's not living in love, is it? So, so the prophet is now part of that team of, of people that is there to equip the church, to get the church to do the works of ministry. Okay, so, you know, the teachers are there to teach the word of God and to, you know, and then the pastors are there to, to pastor and just nurture and help people deal with their wounds and get healed up so that they can be more, more effective and free in the kingdom. Um, but, but it's the people they get to exercise and enjoy working and doing the stuff, the kingdom stuff, okay? So that's the office of a prophet. Kind of, I know I'm going quite quickly because I want to do one more activation before I finish. Is, is that, are you, are you with me on that? You, you, have, you understand what I'm saying? Um, And the, yeah, the day of Pentecost. So, so you know, they were, there was a whole bunch of them, so 125 or however many, up in the upper room, and they were just, it says they were in one accord. So they, they were obviously in fellowship with one another, probably, you know, just relaxed. Maybe they were praying, maybe they were worshipping, maybe they were just chatting. We don't know exactly what they were doing, but it says they were together in unity, and then the Holy Spirit came. And, and it says that he separated, it looked like there was fire, come down on all of them and, and they, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, and, then, and then you know that Peter got up and, and gave that amazing um, first evangelistic crusade um, and 3,000 became Christians. And, but then we discovered that, that as you go through the, new, the, the book of Acts that the Holy Spirit would also then fill new Christians as well. So, so, you know, there, there was that time when there was a, um, a group of Christians in, I can't remember where they were. Philip, Philip had gone and he had evangelised and there's a whole bunch of people who, who now knew Christian, you know, they the were Christians, but they hadn't, they hadn't had that, just that gift of Holy Spirit just coming in and filling them and, and flowing through them. So, so then Peter came down and laid hands on them and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit and, and, and he just came and inhabited them and, and then they began to speak in tongues and began to move in the gifts of the Spirit. So, so there's that, it's just available to everyone who believes. Um, and it's just a case of God is more interested and more excited about coming and living and, and dwelling and working with us than often we are. So the moment we say, yes, God, he's there. You know, like, he's like, I'm in, I'm coming, uh, you know, I'm residing in you. So, so it is for everyone. And Joel was very clear, you know, this, 
he's coming for everyone. He's available for everyone. And, and prophecy is very much involved in all of that. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, okay? And I'm so glad he also mentioned daughters because we're in as well as the men. Okay, so then just, just very quickly, I just want to um, just try and explain the difference between the spirit of prophecy and um, the gift of prophecy. Um, by spirit of prophecy, I'm talking about when Holy Spirit initiates the prophetic. Um, so, so some, you know, he, he initiates the word and, and, and suddenly you have this prophetic word to give. Bless you. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11, it just talks about the manifestations of the Spirit are given for the common good. So, um, and if you can read that, there's just different manifestations, words of wisdom, um, words of knowledge, um, faith, healings, uh, miraculous powers, prophecy and, and other distinguishing spirits so there's a whole list of things and tongues and interpretation of tongues and and what what i believe paul is saying there is that you know that there are occasions when when we are together the holy spirit will come and manifest himself in his through his people and and they you know that gifts of the spirit will be flowing as as he initiates that so prophecy will come, healings will come, words of knowledge. And, and sometimes we see that, don't we, when, when we're in a church gathering or, or, you know, whatever. We just see that spontaneous flow of this is what God is doing. And, and you know, someone will get up and say, I've just seen um, a picture of a, a tumour growth on here. Does that, is that, who's that for? And that person will say, oh, that's me. And they come forward, they get healed. And, and, and so different uh, have, you, have you all seen that sort of thing happening? Yeah. That's when Holy Spirit is manifesting himself in a gathering or, or wherever. And in that, in, that, in that sort of state, anyone and everyone can sort of like tap into that. And, and he initiates and he chooses and he's like, this is what's happening. There's a, I, I think there's quite a funny story um, in the Old Testament where Saul... Um, he is looking uh, for someone, and uh, or is it is, and suddenly um, he's he he comes across a group of prophets. Now Saul, he didn't have a relationship with God. He relied on Elijah for his, which one was it? No, Samuel. Sorry, he relied on Samuel for him to talk to God on his behalf, okay? So he, he had no relationship with God at all, really, it seems. Um, but then he, he gets in amongst these prophets and suddenly he finds himself prophesying. He's not a prophet. He's probably never prophesied in his life, but here he is. And, and it says he, pro he just lay there prophesying for, for ages. And, then, and so then it became known that Saul was amongst the prophets, but he wasn't a prophet, but he came under the spirit of prophecy because the spirit was manifesting in that, in that environment with that gift. And, and he came under that and he got to prophesy under that. So, so that's just like the spirit of prophecy when, when God manifests in. And you know, when, when often we, um, 
you sometimes we we sing songs and we and we we pray prayers like "Come, Holy Spirit," and and you think, well, isn't He already here? And and sometimes maybe our phrases are a little bit wrong because He's already here. But but really, what our hearts are saying is, will you manifest? Will you show yourself? Will you work part in partnership with us to to see kingdom activity taking place here? And when we talk about the spirit of prophecy, we're that's what Holy Spirit is doing. So it's, it's Holy Spirit initiated. And then there's the gift of prophecy. And in many ways, this is our initiation. So, so Holy Spirit initiates when it's his spirit and uh, in the spirit of prophecy and, and he's manifesting himself and he just chooses someone and they give a prophetic word. The gift of prophecy is, is very much that he gives us the gifts. 1 Corinthians 14 is very, very um, clear. It says, Paul says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Um, Romans 12 verse 6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesy, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. So, so basically, that's when, because of the relationship that we have with the Father, he has given us his Holy Spirit. I mean, he's residing in us. And, and we can ask God a question. He's going he's gonna to talk to us when we talk to him. Okay. So, so that's when we, we initiate the prophetic by saying, Father, what do you want to say to this person? And because he's so keen in, in sharing his heart, he's going to reply. And, and often that's, that's where the majority of us are going to be operating under is the gift of prophecy because of the relationship that we have with the Father. We get to initiate and ask questions and, and find answers. So, so like just before, right, I know I pushed Rose, poor girl, um, into prophesying over Jonas, but, but that was her saying, initiating that, okay, Father, what are you saying? And then she said it, okay? And that's as simple as that. But it operates by grace, Romans 12, verse 6, as I said. Okay, prophesy in accordance with your faith. So allow that, that seed of faith that's inside of you, however big the bush is right now, allow that bush to grow, okay? Allow those roots to, to go deep and just practice um, operating in that faith. The gift of faith is not, um, it's not based on how mature you are as a Christian. You know, um, in Acts 19 verse 6, um, it talks about the time when Paul lay hands on new, brand new Christians and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Okay, so they were, they were brand new. They just said yes to Jesus. So they hadn't been to the school of ministry. They hadn't... Um, 
they hadn't even probably been to church. They might have, you know, they, they hadn't had a service yet, maybe, or maybe they had maybe one or two or whatever, but they were brand new, brand new Christians. Paul lays hands on them, they get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then they start prophesying, okay? So, so the gift of prophecy isn't about how mature you are. It's about saying, yes, God, I'm listening to you. What have you got to say? And it's not about... <laughs> it's not about being mature or having the correct doctrine either. Right? Doctrine's important and it's good to sort of like be, you know, looking at what you believe and why you believe it and what does the Bible say, etc. Doctrine's not a bad thing. But 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1 to 3 shows us that, that actually prophesying isn't about your level of maturity or, or your correctness in what you believe. Are you okay? Maturity is... Um, old, sort of older, grown-up, grown mature, yeah, okay. Um, because Paul is writing in, to Corinthians, you know, in, it says that he's writing this letter to the Corinthians. Um, and he's, in that letter, he, he actually reprimands them for being immature, right, and... and so they're not, they're not being very mature in their approach to, to life and Christianity. And Paul actually reprimands them during that letter. But in that letter, he also tells them to eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. All right. So, so although he's like trying to get them to like be a bit more mature in their approach to Christianity and stop being you know, childish or whatever, he, he's also pushing them forward in the gifts of the Spirit. So, so it's not about how mature you are. It's literally about how eager you are in many ways to, to let this, the gifts grow. And then finally, these are things that cannot be earned, right? We can't earn the gift of prophecy. It, you can't earn a gift, actually, because a gift is a gift. It, it's not a salary, Right? So, so, and it's like love. You can't earn love. You can't earn salvation. You can't earn it. It's a gift. All right? Simon was a guy who used to be a sorcerer. So he used to practice magic and stuff. And then he heard the gospel uh, by, by Philip. I think, um, taught the gospel to him and he became a Christian. And then he heard about the gifts of the Spirit and he went to Peter and said, I want to buy this. And Peter's like, uh-uh, no, you can't. You better go back to God and repent for that attitude because actually that's, you can't earn this. It's not a gift. Uh, it's, sorry, not, it's not a, something to buy. It is a gift. Right? And it's really important that we, we know that and we recognise that because it's like, it's like a gift from Daddy. Mm -hmm. You can? Would it be right to say I've heard a lot of 
saying this thing and that. You know, if you're not living in complete purity, God can't speak to you, you can't do this, you can't do this, can't do this. Well, that actually just abolishes all that, doesn't it? Because his gift, because it's not of your merit. Are you pure? Because you're in Christ. So yeah. they can't say you're not pure. Yeah, but I hear a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people. Yeah, I've heard yeah. a lot of people. get any of the good stuff but actually it's not about any of that whatsoever it's irrelevant of all that God chooses who he gives his gifts to his yep and he chooses to give his gifts to anyone who believes in his son it's a sim it, because that's what Joel prophesied you know the, the, that his spirit would be available to all. And, and you know, we, we talked last week about focusing on Jesus and that sometimes stuff can get in the way of us hearing clearly. So we can, we can muddy the waters, which... But, but it's not about... Yeah, we have to strive. Yeah. Uh, we, when, when, we, when we are in Christ, we're in Christ. And, and so we, we are wearing his righteousness. Okay. Um, so, so in terms of purity, we're standing in his righteousness. And so our righteousness, it says, is just like filthy rags anyway. So every time we try and do or be something without him, it's not, it's not really worth anything. So we, we are pure and we are holy. Now, sometimes stuff can get in the way and muddy the waters of us hearing clearly, like we talked about last week. And that's when we come before God and we, we do that whole metanoia thing. We choose to believe the truth and we lay down. Um, if, it, if it's a sin or, or stuff that we're stuck with, there, there is provision in the New Testament for, for dealing with stuff that um, we're stuck with with and we don't know how to how to move forward on and and maybe it's you know muddy in the water a bit it's not going to stop nothing can stop his grace and his love in us okay but sometimes we we get stuck with the consequences of our actions we're not hearing clearly because stuff's in the way there's provision um it says in james i'm not sure what references i can look it up but it says that that there's a provision for confessing sins to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. And, and I, I believe that that, that is when, when we get stuck or we're stuck with, with the consequences, we've really messed up and we're, we're now living with the consequences and there's pain and there's distress and, and, and it's not working out. We can, we can come with, to someone and talk it through with them you know, confess it, look, I've made this mistake, now I'm living with the consequence and, and I need some help. James says, then, then pray for one another so that you may be healed. And so it's, it's about getting healing and, and freedom from stuff that we're stuck with. It's not about, I've made a mistake, I've now got to get up and make a public confession or I've got to go to the confession box and make a confession because that's the only way I can then come before God holy. It's not about that. He's made us holy in his sight because of we're wearing Christ's righteousness. Romans says that he 
imports righteousness into us because we believe. Okay. But, but when we get stuck, there's also help and restoration and healing. Um, and, and, you know, like within Kingsway, there's, there's, we actually have a Sozo team that, that just sometimes help people deal with stuff that they're stuck with. Issues that I don't know why I keep doing this and uh, I don't know why I keep carrying this fear or I don't know why this is happening. And, and sometimes it's stuff that other people have done to us and we, we are, or we've stuff that we've done ourselves that we've got ourselves in a mess or whatever. That's what the body of Christ is about and that's what James is talking about. It's just like confess it, get it out with people that you trust and, and, and it has to be someone that you can trust. You don't want them to then go gossiping about you or whatever so don't don't just tell anyone you know like but but someone that you can trust sit down with them stuck with this help me in that so, so does that answer that question all right yeah okay and then we do the whole met- metanoia thing or that other word that phil used what did he say to to shoo to sure uh, something like that Anyway, but, but coming, changing what we're thinking back to what is God saying? Well, he's saying, I've made you righteous because I've imputed you with righteousness. It's like, it, it's, it's really quite amazing. Um, but yeah, he, he wants us to live in that freedom. He wants us to walk in that freedom and enjoy that freedom. And if we do get stuck, there's, like I say, there's provision for us to get a bit of help and step out into that freedom. Okay. Okay, I'm going to stop there. I think I'm hoping that that's clarified for you just what the prophecy is now and, and where we're, we're at and, and the fact that we can actually initiate prophetic words by just because we're in relationship with the Father. And we just say, God, what are you saying? Thank you for listening to the Our Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.